Welcome to Rocking Our Prize. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. Now here's a question for you. What do you think is China's biggest human rights abuse? Let me give you 10 seconds to maybe name two in your head. Okay, so this is a review of Violent Intimacy. It's a new book by Tian Tian, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing that, Zen. She highlights how the Chinese state perpetuates extreme, extraordinary cruelty. So criminality in China is sternly punished. Convicts' children are even barred from government jobs. Credit cards may also be denied. The government is keen to preserve social cohesion and harmony. Domestic violence, however, is not even criminalised. After marriage, a woman may be tortured with impunity. Let me quote from Jaumet, who was battered and bleeding. She says, It was useless to call the police. I felt hopeless. So there's been a millennium of patriarchal authoritarianism. As Professor Zeng explains, patriarchal impunity has long been sanctified by Confucian authoritarianism. During the Ming and Qing dynasties, the criminal code punished a woman who escaped her husband with a hundred lashes. When divorce rights were introduced in the Republican era in 1915, women rushed to escape abuse. Legal cases attest to wives being beaten with clubs, shackled in chains and starved. Yet, even in this era of reform, over 50% of female-initiated requests for divorce were refused. Some judges actively encouraged men to coercively enforce submission. And I quote a Shangon judge, If she is not obedient, you can beat her to death. I will protect you, he said. Even if women successfully escaped, pervasive poverty impeded survival. Some divorcees were sent to almshouses, only to be resold as prostitutes. In 1950, the Communist Party introduced divorce rights. This triggered violent backlash. Men accustomed to total control stamped out female insubordination. Over 80,000 women died every single year from 1950 to 1953. Bing Zhengzhou from Shanxi province reacted to his wife's request for divorce by inserting a red-hot iron into her vagina, causing death. Other men slit their wives' throats. How did the Chinese state respond? Conservative courts typically denied female requests for divorce. They ignored male violence and told women to return to their abusers. Maoist struggle sessions were also used to turn communities against female victims. In Tongnan country, um, officials tied up a woman who wanted divorce. They encouraged the mob beatings and public humiliation. The next day she committed suicide. In Shanxi province, officials hung Hongkui Sheng naked from the ceiling, and beat her until she died. A women's association in Jiangyang County called an abused woman who wanted divorce shameless. They insisted that if she ever wanted to urinate, 
she must ask her husband for permission. She was not allowed to visit her natal family for several years. They threatened that if she dared to disobey, she would be forced to drink three bowels of human excrement during a public struggle session. So the Communist Party repeatedly humiliated female dissidents while exonerating their abusers. Today, in China, official statistics say that 38% of Chinese women have experienced intimate partner violence. That's over 300,000 people. This persists because perpetrators are emboldened by total impunity, while feminist dissent is coercively punished. In 2015, a Henan government ministry published a document on how women encourage abuse by dressing indecently. Let me quote, Most female victims of sexual assault have failed to protect themselves adequately. Women must remember that flies do not bite an uncracked egg. End quote. When Professor Shen stripped and sexually assaulted his student, she was shamed as the temptress. After her suicide, Beijing University gave him a disciplinary warning but nevertheless promoted him to distinguished professor. Stigmatised and despondent, victims usually remain silent. Since accountability is impossible, they may at least safeguard their reputations. Misogyny persists unchecked. Domestic violence victims are likewise blamed as nags, aggravating innocent men. In 2020, she slapped and strangled his girlfriend. She, Hong, escaped and reported him to the police. She recorded that conversation and posted it online. Many Chinese people were utterly aghast at how she had been dismissed, scolded and berated by the police. But even after public scrutiny, Shenzhen officials only fined him the equivalent of 33 US dollars. The Chinese criminal law of abuse of 2020 states that beating, occasional starving, occasional mobility forbidding do not constitute a crime. Slapping the face is not a crime. Intimate partner violence is not criminalised unless it involves mutilation. Even if family violence is judged severe, Imprisonment is usually capped at two years. Given police inaction, victims are often afraid to report, as it may only trigger escalation. Let me quote Xiao Chen. She says, what's the point of getting the personal safety order? Even if I get it, I still won't be protected by the police. He's going to beat me more. And May says, there's really nothing I can do but go back to him. Ying says, I now live in fear every day, but it's useless to go to the courts or the All China Women's Federation again for help. The police and law courts are totally unsympathetic. Only 3% of divorces filed on intimate partner violence are awarded. Victims are trapped in abuse. So Chinese feminists have tried to raise awareness and mobilise for accountability. Hillary Clinton's defiant insistence that women's rights are human rights in 1995 
set hearts ablaze. Lawyer Jean Mengal commented, Hillary Clinton's every sentence in her passionate speech was like a huge fire burning in my heart. Her speech lit up the deepest hidden spark inside of me. I felt there and then that I found my family. Over the 1990s and 2000s, NGOs and lawyers organised to tackle patriarchal impunity. And here was a, an important case. So Yang Li was accused of murdering her husband. He regularly subjected her to beatings and starvation. Cigarettes burnt her breasts, buttocks, um, cheeks and vagina, after which she was repeatedly raped. He would then rape her daughter and force her to watch. When Lee called the police, they hung up, dismissing it as a family issue. Lee finally killed her abuser and was sentenced to death. So lawyers, Nyan Mei Yao and Wei Shua, I'm so sorry, Wei Shua Xu, litigated in Lee's defence and collaborated with activists to mobilise a nationwide campaign. In this one case, they were successful and she was acquitted. But the Chinese state has since become much more authoritarian, quashing all dissidents, especially feminists. Female students were arrested for planting stickers about sexual harassment. Four months later, this is in 2015, over 300 activists were targeted and detained. And so endemic male violence continues with impunity. 60% of female attempted suicides are triggered by intimate partner violence. 11% of all female crimes are retaliations against their abusers. Those women are usually sentenced to death. So this new book by Tian Tian Zhen is hugely important. It's called Violent Intimacies, Family Harmony, state stability and intimate partner violence. I strongly, strongly encourage you to, to read it, to understand the scale of abuse perpetrated by patriarchal authoritarianism. Thank you very much. Take care. This is Alice Evans.